0: Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch. Making sense of your finance. Seven minutes after, well, just about eight minutes after 10 o'clock this morning, you are listening to The Talking Point. This is the Tuesday edition of The Talking Point. Thank you so much for joining us, if you've just joined us. Thank you so much for staying with us, if you have uh, been with us from the beginning. I really do appreciate the honor of your company. It is the Tuesday edition. That means we get to talk in this half hour finance with Brian Hirsch. Brian, good morning.
1: Good morning, Oliver. Uh, Oliver, when I drive to the studios, I always smile when I hear you on the radio. And, and I'm never ra- really allowed to comment. I'm just, I don't know, I can't phone in or anything. But can I make two comments this morning before we start the program? <laughs> the Very first pretty. is if you want love, <laughs> if you want love, buy yourself a little dog. Rand, how long have you been married for? 52 years, and I'm telling you, the women go mad about men with little dogs. Buy dogs, they'll come up, oh, what a beautiful little dog, and then you're in. That's the first thing I'd like to comment on. But can I also make one comment on electricity? Yeah. I'm absolutely amazed with what's happening in South Africa, not about load shedding, but at the top level. You know, a board of directors was appointed in October to ESKIM, and the chief executive in any organization, reports to a board of directors. Mm. We're now going to have a minister of electricity. Now, surely someone with, with good experience, good knowledge, skills, and talents that knows all about electricity should have been earmarked when the minister was in, our, in, the, in the speech when, yes. we an, when it was announced. And surely someone should have already been earmarked the problem is going to be, are they now going to choose a new chief executive to, to, to uh, replace Reuter? And then who is he going to report to? The board of directors or the uh, minister of electricity? So I think Or there's the minister a, of mineral yeah. and energies so or I, the I, minister of... Well there's I, so many chefs in the kitchen. Well, I can tell you. I would never I would never take on such a position because you can only be disempowered. You need to be empowered in that position as yeah. the director was. you need you have a responsibility to your board of directors. your board of directors have to be capable to be able to understand what you're saying and what the problems are. But since October, that board, we haven't heard a word. I don't know how many times they've met. What have they decided? What have they come up with? And it'll be very interesting because we've got the budget tomorrow, and uh, I wanted to maybe, with your permission, deal with some of the things we can expect or hope for. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who takes that job has to be a little bit crazy,
0: yeah. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Not entirely so you're okay. Giving them
1: a, you're giving them a, you're trying them as a chalice,
0: <laughs> but. Jesus. Uh, the budget is happening tomorrow. Usually you hear things that uh, affects the personal financial pocket uh, coming up in the budget. You know, you, you'll hear things around the levies. You'll hear things about personal income tax, um, you know, and, 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 and these things make us anxious as, as, as consumers.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the big thing is, if I may just comment, give you some comments of what my feeling is. Firstly, a very important aspect is how much of Eskom's debt will government take over? They spoke about it last in the minute. They the two-thirds. Yeah, well, if they're going to take two-thirds, because Eskimo have, have said that they're running, they need the increase to, to cover the running costs, and we're not talking about their debt, because obviously yeah. in the balance sheet, their debt includes uh, 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 interest that is owned on the debt. So that's all the first thing. And then Eskom also said that uh, uh, they, they're going to raise these rates, and that seems to be entrenched. Uh, the mm. most important thing is the continuing of basic income grants and how much is that going to increase by and where will the money come from? Mm. And will it be this year? I mean, yeah. you know, government tend to push things out. I mean, the budget speech has obviously got to focus on plans for manufacturing and production and how government's going to support agriculture and help, most important, to control uh, food prices. Uh, what about fiscal debt? How are they going to create employment? And then when we come to taxation, I mean, taxation is divided between the individual and the corporates. On the individuals, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you'll increase tax rates other than change the bands because of your higher inflation, which means everyone will move up one band and you'll pay, get a little bit of release. Um, he could increase dividends tax and CGT, but doubtful because that's a place. Uh, company tax, unlikely to go up because company tax was reduced last year. I don't think he'll do anything with state duty. He may improve transfer duty levels for people looking for first-time buyers. At the moment, at a million, you don't pay any transfer duties. He'll comment on the ability to, I hope, to borrow on pension funds And uh, the industry better start moving because they've got to change Mm -hmm. all the rules to be ready for the 1st of March. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen this year. Uh, And those are the things that we're looking at and which we hope to hear because a lot of what was said in the Sona speech was just abdicated to the budget. So now it's a question, you know, very simply is which taxes are going to be adjusted, uh, who's getting more money, uh, and other comments i've made and are we heading for a debt trap i mean with our rand and the possibility of gray listing on friday and you know it's quite amazing it was certainty we were going to be gray listed but when i listen to all the analysts they don't want to commit they say we probably yeah. will be gray listed and the impact of that that could be outflow of money in other words more um, rand weakening and if the rand weakens that has a Impact on petrol prices and all and all anything that's imported, so this is, this is a very very difficult week. And I'm wondering if the Financial Action Task Force, which is the organisation that will determine whether South African gets grey listed, will be watching for the what's been happening and in the budget. And if we go a little bit too far, I mean, you look at government workers; they they want they want uh, they want a 10% increase. They've been offered 4.7. So who knows where is this all going to go? We'll know all about it by three. Or Talk tomorrow afternoon.
0: Yeah. Um last week I think uh the um, um the SARS commissioner had a conversation with PSG. Uh and in that uh, webinar um he said Ed- Edward Kisvert said that there's been an increase in tax compliance and as a result uh we've been able to collect more on on compliance uh so there's no need to increase uh, tax margins to collect more if we can just improve compliance we'll be we'll be doing better and at the moment we are improving compliance so that means more and more people are com- becoming compliant which to me means less and less rich people are you know shoving their money on offshore accounts and and, and hiding them in 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 physical assets that uh Um, which they hope that will preserve the value of their money.
1: Let's then talk about the
0: potential tax changes that will take place tomorrow.
1: Can I just answer one thing on people taking money out of South Africa? It's not for tax purposes because any money that leaves South Africa, you still have to pay tax in South Africa. South African tax is based on what we call worldwide income. You're, you know, individuals are allowed to take one million round out yeah. for travel. It has to be disclosed. You can't open up grey accounts. You've got to open legitimate accounts. You can apply up to ten million and even more to take money out for, through SARS. But everything has to. It's not a. It's got nothing to do with tax. It still forms part of your state for death duties and it still Mm -hmm. forms part of your assets and any income derived from those assets, whether they be dividends, whether it be interest, whether it be capital gains, is still taxed in South Africa. So just to dispel the theory that people taking out of money are 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 paying the tax, they certainly not. And, Mm -hmm. out, you know, so all this is today the worldwide disclosure the financial action task force the all the different bodies uh, the exchange of information taxes is not tax is not a problem uh, for money that's going out legitimately and and obviously one of our problems the gray listing is because of the corruption and the amount of money that leaves unknown which could be for any source and they concerned one of the reasons why we were warned is because of the, the ability to fund terrorism and, 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 and also corruption, yeah. all these things so it's not a tax problem yeah
0: what what what's what should uh, households look out for tomorrow?
1: Well, I, I don't think the uh, look. Maybe maybe they'll expand some of the items that will be that are vat rate, that are vet rated. That you will you know non vat rated. Sorry. Maybe they'll do some of that. Maybe every, maybe the bands will move up. In other words, someone earning one hundred and fifty thousand now may be paying eight thousand. That ban may go up to one hundred and fifty five hundred fifty six thousand. There may be a little bit of relief from medical aids, particularly at the moment. There's the, those medical aid deductions that you get off your income tax uh that, that that's a possibility uh, there's a lot of talk about South Africans who are prepared to put solar in, getting some tax relief, because yeah. we are relieving, certainly are relieving the, the ESCAM and, and getting off the grid. So that may be something where, you know, if you think about it, people are paying extra school fees, extra security. Um, and now, uh, even though the electricity is going up, they're also, if you've got generators and all that, and you're working from home, there's quite a, lo- a large cost that, and maybe there will be some tax relief to encourage people to get off the grid and hopefully uh, that would be a very big thing because that would help individuals uh, against load shedding and it would help ESKIM to relieve it in terms of the amount of consumption that's being used.
0: Are we likely to see an expansion on tax-free savings?
1: Yeah, look, at the moment, tax-free savings is 36,000 Rand a year per taxpayer. Uh, You can, it did start at 30, to 33, to 36. I don't think last year they increased it at all. There could be a slight increase up to 39 or 40,000. Everyone who earns interest gets a a reduction. There's different levels. If you're under 65, if you're under 65, it's around about 22,800. If you're over 65, it's 34,500. You could get more, a little little bit more relief because people have been earning more interest. If you're fortunate yeah. enough to have a million rand, say, saved, and you're now getting interest of seven percent compared to three and a half, you're just paying more tax because, as a 65-year-old, you get 34 and a half, but the extra gets added to your income and you pay tax. So, if that band goes up, that also helps people, say, earning a little bit, particularly pensioners who may be earning a little bit more, who are paying tax, they may get, may, they may get some more tax relief. Previously, I think um, the rebates may go up. The primary rebate is sixteen thousand rand, at, around about there. You get a little bit more if you're over sixty-five, and, and if you get to seventy-five, you get another big amount of two thousand nine hundred. So that may be that may be also increased. Yeah. And then also may, maybe people who tax an annual tax threshold at the moment. If you're under sixty-five, if you earn. Under 91,000, there's no tax. That was increased last year from 83, somewhere around there. That could go up, and people over 75, the threshold is 157,000. Plus that interest level, uh, for thirty-four thousand five hundred. That co- could go up. So there may be some areas where they can make some adjustments. But remember, we've got um, we've got to concern ourselves with tax collections. If the world does go into recession and there are cutbacks, and we we're not exporting the minerals and metals that we are, the mines may be suffering. I mean, if you look at the results coming out from the platinum mines already, platinum mines uh, production are down. Uh but that's all, one of those things is the inability to mine because of load shedding, which is a real problem. And I hope they, d- they do deal with something with load shedding. Tell us something that, that that's going to yeah. be good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it a financially smart decision to make to consider solar energy uh, and then apply for the if there is a rebate for the rebate?
1: Well, you know, it depends. It depends on what your requirements are. You know, if you're out of the home all day, and the only time that you need. Um, you you use your electricity when you get home in the evening. Maybe an inverter, a small inverter is the answer just to maybe keep some lights on. You can have a gas stove or something like that. But if you're making use of your home a lot more and you're working from home, I don't think you've got a choice. I mean, yesterday we had three levels of load shedding. We had around about nine and a half hours of load shedding. Uh, We've got generators in the office and uh, in the building. And and that, by the way, that's another problem for many... uh, um, 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 Tenants, you're now getting your, your landlord wants to put pass those costs on to you if you've got to generate your building. Uh, we've got two generators in the buildings, I mean. One broke, one is now broken down, blew up. So now they've got to repair it. They're trying to pass all those costs on to tenants. That's going kind to of push up things. So I would say if you, yeah, if, if you can afford it, it's expensive. People are renting it. They've now started a whole system where people can rent. Now rent sounds not bad, but you've got to realize to rent a generator to to no, to rent the system which is solar. You can rent it, and uh, you've got to realize it's never yours. And yeah. furthermore, the rate you're paying on 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 renting. Is, is worked out at around about 20% interest. So when we talk about a prime rate of 10.75, and you're now borrowing money at 20%, that's getting on the high side. Yeah. You know. So you've got to do all I those want to, numbers. Yeah. Honestly,
0: take a quick break and then we continue on the other side of this. Give us a call: zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Brian Hirsch is in studio with us. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Give us a call, 086 Any of your finance related questions, Brian Hirsch is in studio with us. 86 0002032. Let's go to the lines. Uh, Pule out in the Eastern Cape. Good morning.
2: Uh, morning, Oliver. How are you? I'm Walam
0: Mwasa. Go ahead. Uh,
2: morning, I'm Brian. And uh, I just want to find out here, yeah, Oliver. I am a, a, a truck driver, and I am 47 years of age now. I am thinking of my pension. If I take a pension in New it now, at this age, how much do I expect to pay? And um, how much would I have to get when I'm going on pension? Let's say maybe I go at about 65 years of age. So I just want to find out that from time, is it a good uh, 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 thinking or what? Then I will be on the rating?
0: Thank you so much for that question, Bulletin. and I appreciate it. Brian?
1: Yeah, look, you've, you've, I don't know whether the company you work for has got a pension fund, but certainly you've got to start at some stage, and if you do nothing, you'll have nothing. If you do something, at least you'll have prepared. You've got 18 years to go to retirement, so that means you've got to be putting a lot more in to make, give you what we call fri- financial freedom at retirement. Financial freedom at retirement, if you start when you're in your 20s and you start to increase as the years go, you, you will have that financial freedom. But at age 47, you've, you've left at, at behind something like 20, 25 years of working life. So, again... If you've got a pension, you need to include this. But certainly, based on your salary, you should be contributing. And the best vehicle for retirement is definitely a retirement annuity. So, Firstly, because it's got very, very good benefits in terms of the build-up. Everything you put in, there's no tax payable in the fund. Most people will pay tax on interest. People will pay tax on capital gains tax. People will pay tax on dividends. And retirement annuity, you don't pay any of that tax. So from that point of view, retirement annuity is a good vehicle. The one disadvantage you need to know you cannot draw the money out before age 55. So it's not like an endowment or a tax free savings account that you have access to at any time. But the, the lock in and, the, and then the, 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 another benefit is the tax deduction, whatever you pay to retirement annuity, by By this week, because most of the companies won't take money next week. The the end of the um, tax year is the 28th of February, which is next Tuesday. And whatever money you take out, put into retirement, up to levels, you'll get a tax deduction. As if you'd contributed for the whole year. If you put a lump sum in, you've also got tax-free savings. But tax-free savings just means I'm, I'm saving money. You're allowed thirty-six thousand a year and now. It may go up, and that there's no tax payable in that fund at all. And you can be and you can be as income generating or as growth generating as you like. Whereas if you are paying tax, it has a, it has an effect of about twenty percent less on your final result. But to to our caller that's driving a truck, and I hope you're driving safely, uh, or please, uh, you, yeah, good idea to contribute to retirement duty.
0: Thank you so much for that, Pulilani. I really hope uh, that was helpful. Anonymous in Soweto, good morning.
2: Good morning. Good
0: morning. Go ahead. My,
2: 28 years after my mother's death, you know, the lawyer that was uh, the executor of the estate has suddenly given us a title deed. You know, my, my mother had three plots in bread. Now, what, what I want to know is, is it okay for him to have a title deed, one title deed for three plots? Is that possible? Because what? he's given us one title deed for three plots. You know, it's different plots, but he's given us one title deed after paying 46,000 rings.
1: Well, very simply, your title deeds would give a description to the property. So if your title deeds, I don't know exactly how those properties, are they in all different areas?
2: The two are adjacent to one another, but the other one is far from, from the other.
1: Well, if they're adjacent, there's a possibility they're registered under one one earth. So that's possible. But but it's given to you after how many years?
2: 28 years. And
1: I've found you about it before, Brian. 28
2: years, you know, I think my mother's death. I've been getting him certificates. He said I must get given certificates from... My officers in bread, I've been doing it for all these years paying money. Now only he I took him to go with to bread, and then we I must pay forty six thousand which we have paid, and now they are still us one title deed, you know, for the three plots.
1: Well, you must have a look at the description. Have a look at the description on the title deed. If it does not describe the three properties, uh, where they are, and they must, it, it must be clearly defined, then you need to go back to them. But nothing's turned on it because you've obviously still got the properties 28 years after your mother died. You've obviously still got these properties. You haven't sold them or done anything with them. No, you haven't done anything with it yet. Yeah, so so nothing's turned on whether you have the title deeds or not. A lot of people, when they finish paying off their bonds, they don't even bother to ask the bank to give them their title deeds. And when they come to sell or do anything and they want the title deeds, what's got to happen is they then go back to the bank. Many years later, the banks have them on file. So it's not a a, a train smash. But what is serious, if the title deeds don't describe the properties and you need to go back to that attorney.
2: Oh,
0: is that is you. that helpful?
2: Yes, it is helpful. Thank, just you so the, the... The... <clears throat> thank you so right, much. Right.
0: Thank you, thank you so much, Anonymous. Really, Laura. really do appreciate it. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for your time today. Again, really, really do appreciate it. That brings us to the end of that segment.